You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello and welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. Hey, listen, we're doing a little mix-up this time. I not too long ministered a message at our WOW encounter um, called Yielding to the Holy Ghost. And I believe that this message will be a blessing to you. We've been going deeper as far as our focus uh, in, in God and everything that we do. And I believe that as you listen to this particular message, that it will definitely help you to go deeper. So get your notebooks, get your pens, do whatever you got to do to get yourself in position to receive from this message. I promise you, you will be blessed. How many of y'all excited for WOW 2022, our first encounter of the year? We've gone past fellowship. We thank God the fellowship, you can have a little bit of punch and some cookies and maybe some mints, but an encounter is when God shows up and then you don't care about the mints or the cookie or the punch or anything like that, right? And that's what we want. We want encounters with God. And so that's what we seek to have. This year, we are going deeper as we're focusing in on our apostolic vision for, for our ministry under our apostle. We're living deeper in the spirit and results, supernatural results will manifest, amen? And so our word, our theme, our focus is deeper. And deeper for you may not be deeper for me, but nonetheless, there is a depthness that God has for each and every one of us that we have yet to tap into. And so I pray that you, if you haven't already, that you're provoked to go deeper in God, whether it's in your relationships, whether uh, your relationship with God, of course, first and foremost, because everything that we have extends from Him. But then God also created us to have relationships here on this earth. So that must mean that we important y'all, right? Right. And so He put us in a family structure and a spiritual family as well as a biological family. So we all matter. We all count and it's all important. So we can't just brush each other off. There are depths that we can go as far as in our relationship with one another. And I pray that you're going to be provoked if you haven't already in that area. And just deeper, deeper in the things that we do for God, uh, our work, our service, our call, deeper in, in, in knowing who we are in him. Amen. So you may be seated. Glory to God. I am led uh, during this few moments that I have with you to share with you as we go deeper. You can't go deeper without the Holy Ghost, right? And um, to share with you about yielding to the Holy Spirit. Now he's going to hit this place. He's already had waves, but he's going to hit this place. <laughs> as we yield to him, we leave way for him. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to yield to him as I share with you the message today. And so many of us are very familiar with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and you know, as I've been going on my journey of deeper, uh, there's, I would say, <clears throat> three major focuses that I have. Of course, all of it points to being intimate with the Father. And that is prayer, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And um, as, I, as I focus more in on that, as looking in my life and seeing how do I go deeper in that? Doesn't mean I have not been praying. Doesn't mean I have not been in the Word. Doesn't mean I have not been yielding to the Holy Spirit. But then searching myself and allowing, you know, Apostle admonishes us to, 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 to be searchable. Are we searchable to allow the Holy Spirit to search us? You know, David, he talked about, search me, oh God, right? And because he knew that there's some things that needed to be perfected in him. So he, he opened up himself to be searched, right? So let's open up ourselves to be searched, okay? Um, I, want, I want you guys to turn the, um, uh, the house lights up a little bit. I need, I need to see some old faces. <laughs> I got my glasses on, but I need to see some more faces. I don't want y'all going to sleep on me neither. 
All right, so they're going to work on that, right? Okay. Uh, so we're going to brighten it up a little bit so I can see the whites of your eyes. <laughs> Search me, oh God. Search me. You know, allow him to go to those deep crevices of your, your soul um, that we have closed off and, and won't allow anybody to go in. For any of you who have been connected in any type of way, you should know by this time that we have been using a resource. This is one of our resources that we're going to use this year. And you probably already heard, thank you so much, already heard them talk about it, uh, the pre-show or whatever. The Lost Art of Practicing His Presence by James W. Goal. And this is an awesome resource. It's really helping us to go deeper. So I really want to encourage you to get a hold of that. Um, we've actually been going through a reading plan, so I might have to post that somewhere for those of you who may not be within Mount Gilead, um, or someone, if, or, or if you came with someone, maybe they can share with you their, their version of it. Um, but we've been stepping through it, even though I've, I read this, when did it come out? I think 2007 or something like that. I read it then and got a lot of nuggets from it, but I'm going back through it and reading it again. And um, even as I'm doing the reading plan, 2005 is when it came out. Um, and just, again, going through the, the deeper depths in it and saying, okay, you know, 2005 was how many years ago? 17 years ago? There's a whole lot of growing that I did, but there's a whole lot more growing I got to do. Amen? So I want to encourage you to get a hold of that resource. And so... Um, this is helping us to go deeper. And so as we endeavor to go deeper, we know that we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is our agent here in this earth rim. How many remember in the word in John, uh, the 14th chapter where Jesus was uh, uh, talking to his disciples? This is after he had uh, whipped the devil. This is after he kicked his butt and he wanted to finish his business to pass on the baton to let his disciples know that, listen, you can do this, and this is how you're going to be able to do it. I'm going to leave you a comforter. Hallelujah. In the Amplified Version, it talks about how he is an advocate. You know what an advocate is? Someone that comes and stands right along beside you and, and pleads your case for you, who fights for you. Hallelujah. A strengthener. Glory to God. And the, the Word of God talks about how he is the spirit of truth, and, and there's so many more, uh, you know, uh, characteristics of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to touch bases on some of those things, but, but the Holy Spirit is our agent in the earth today, and uh, whether you know it or not, we can't live without him. You want to want, you want to know why you, how you've made it this far is because of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we thank God for God, the father, God, the son, they did their thing. Hallelujah. But they commissioned the Holy Spirit to get in here in this earth realm to help us not only to survive, hallelujah, but to thrive. Amen. And I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I say that he is one of the uh, greatest commodities that we have in the earth realm. But yet, even if he, even as the greatest commodity, he is a commodity that is used the least there are so many things that we have access to that, that we use uh, to help us to, to, to get answers, to get you know, over and all that, but I feel like we really don't use the full benefits of the commodity that we have within the Holy Spirit. And so my prayer is that you will be provoked like never before, that you will let the word of God search you and see where it is that we can tighten this thing up so that we can really full throttle, allow the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in our lives, to really lead us, to really guide us, to really direct us, right? How many want signs, wonders, and miracles? Guess how that happens through the Holy Ghost. How many want to flow in the gifts of the Spirit? Guess how that happens? Certainly by the Holy Ghost, right? And so as we learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, he is going to empower us to be able to do those things that God has commissioned us to do in this earth realm. John 14, 26 says this, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you 
all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Hallelujah. One great asset that the Holy Spirit gives us is that he will teach us all things. How many know that our Father will not just sit here and let us be dumbfounded about things that we don't know? There should never ever be an excuse that we don't know something. It may be in the natural that we may not know it, but we have to have said in our spirits that, okay, I may not know it right now or have the answer right now, but I have a comforter that's with me. That's not only with me, he's on the inside of me. And because he's on the inside of me, he knows all things and he will teach me all things. What an asset. So we should never go without uh, or, or with the mentality that we don't know how to make it, that we don't know how to, 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 to handle this or to take care of that because in the word of God, it shows us that if we yield to him, he will teach us what we don't know. And you won't have to go through uh, college. You won't have to have a PhD. You won't have to have years and years of experience. You just position yourself. We thank God for experience. We thank God for college. We thank God for all of that. But how many know that they have a faulty system? There are things that you will never learn in college. There are things you will never learn even in experience. And it's because of the Holy Spirit that's with us that we're able to have that cutting edge because he will teach us all things to come. John 15, 26 says, but when the comforter is come, somebody say, thank God the comforter is here. Whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth who proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. John 16, 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. You show me in those scriptures that I've shared that you will be left out. Show, show me anywhere in this scripture where you can find that you won't have any answers. I mean, even the all factor. I love the all factor because it just takes away our excuses. So there's nothing under the sun that the Holy Spirit is not able to teach us and show us. There's nothing under the sun that he's not able to show us as far as what is to come. Right? So we don't have to fret about the future. We don't have to worry about how things are going to pan out. All we have to do is center ourselves and yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you know what's getting ready to go down. Holy Spirit, you know what's getting ready to happen. So all I have to do is keep myself centered in you and not listen to everything that's going on around me, not listen to the enemy, not even listen to the news at, at many times, not listen to whose opinion, who wants to say this and who's got this input, but I'm going to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit and he's going to show me what's going to come. There's been countless times when I've picked up something in my spirit. I didn't quite know exactly what it was all in totality, but I got a peace in certain situations where I was able to settle and say, okay, it's going to be all right. I just got to walk, walk, walk through it. And as I walked through it, the Holy Spirit said, see what I told you? I gave you an inkling of this. I showed you that. I had an unction. There's all kinds of things that he will do to help us along the way. When we think of that word yield, it means to give something up or to give way to a demand of some sort. To give something up or to give way to a demand of some sort. It means to end resistance, to move in order to make room for someone or something. Give over or give in. How many of y'all drive? How many of y'all have ever encountered a yield sign? I hope it's the same amount of number. Because if you've never encountered it, that means you never yielded to that yield sign, right? And some of us may have learned, had to learn from the road of hard knock life. <laughs> Elder Kath is there. She, 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 she did driver's training. Funny story. Funny story, I, I, I got a speed, my first speeding ticket ever in my life. That was almost 15 years ago. 
it's funny, so of course I didn't want to have to, you know, have a bad record and all that stuff. So I signed myself up for Elder Catherine's, uh, what is it called, driver school, right? Okay, so, so I'm calling myself going incognito, right? So I go and I go to sit in the back of the class. So I'm thinking that may be a clue to Elder Catherine. Don't, don't, don't single me out, don't call me out. <laughs> And what does Elder Catherine do? <laughs> back then, that's my co-pastor back then. I was like, ah! <laughs> well, I love you, Elder Catherine. <laughs> I got delivered that day. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but some of you have been to driver's school because you did not learn the lesson of yielding. That yielding really does mean something and it really does, is really there for a purpose. That you yield because there are other, other cars coming, uh, going across your way that you need to stop and allow them to keep going until it clears. So what do you do? You lead way. How many of you have ever been on an on, on a, uh, on-ramp where you, you, you get on the ramp to get on or you get off of the exit? How many know that if you don't yield at times, you just can't have road rage because it may not pan out so well. But there are times where you have to yield, okay? And, and, and so we understand what it means to, to end resistance. You know, I mean, can you imagine yourself fighting and putting up resistance because you don't want somebody to pass you? Are you trying to get in front of somebody? Right, right? It's stressful. But to yield to the Holy Spirit is what we have to learn how to do like never before. We can't just hope and wish for signs and wonders and miracles. We can't just hope and wish for us to learn something, to, to know what's, what's, what's ahead of us, uh, what we are to encounter. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit first because he's a perfect gentleman. He will not overpower us. He is waiting for us to give him permission to move in our lives. And so we do that through yielding. A person that's yielded to the Spirit will give the Spirit will the Spirit's will will, will, will will bow to the Spirit's will and submit to his authority. We'll get into that in a little bit. Also, when you see walking in the Spirit, that means you're following his lead and you're living in cooperation with his plan. You also have seen being filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? Being fully possessed by him and functioning in his power and freedom. I know that's a little crazy word, right? Because we're used to, to dealing with it as far as the enemy possessing people. But how many know we need to be possessed by the Holy Spirit? We need to be saturated, filled to the full until it overflows with the Holy Spirit, his countenance, his essence, all that he is. We need to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine Truly being possessed, every person in this place, truly being possessed by the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know what that looks like? Go to the book of Acts and you'll find out. You'll be on one accord. Hallelujah. Nobody will be lacking anything and you will add to the church daily. Hallelujah. This place will be packed, a COVID or no COVID. If we were fully possessed by the Holy Spirit, Hallelujah. People will be coming to us as it talks about in the scripture where, where, where people will be, will be coming to us and, 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 and um, uh, looking to us for answers and direction. When you're fully possessed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So when we yield to the Holy Spirit, the opposite of that is quenching. Quenching, grieving, and resisting. And I don't have time to get into that. But quenching, grieving, and resisting. That's in the word of God where it talks about and admonishes not to quench the spirit. Not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And then I'm reminded in Acts chapter 7 where um, there's this disciple named Stephen. 
as they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. After the day of Pentecost, they went out and they began to add to the church daily. I mean, they were, I mean, it, can you imagine adding to the church daily? I'm not talking about Sunday and Wednesday where we invite a friend here and there. Every now and then, oh, we remember, oh, well, let me invite this person and they already say. But I'm talking added to the church daily, those seeking and saving those who are lost, searching out and looking, getting beyond our, I got to get mine. I need my touch. But they had all things in common. Their hearts were towards getting as many as they could to come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so, they, so, it, so if you can imagine that the church, if it was being added to daily, it was growing. That was really the first mega church. Right? Seriously. Because some of them were like 3,000 was added. I mean, that's a mega church. Instantly like that. And so, so, uh, so they had to know, learn how to actually manage the church. And so there were different things going on and they had um, an issue with widows that were not being taken care of as they should. And so they brought it to the disciples, the, I would say the chief disciples or chief apostles, and they were, um, you know, listening to the matter, but they were moved in such a way to instruct others that were more capable, just as capable as they were. The Holy Spirit had instructed them to, to, Focus in on prayer and the ministering of the word. And then use capable, able men full of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say full of the Holy Ghost. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you what? You're possessed of the Holy Ghost, right? That are just as capable. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we, we get stuck on, well, this person is, you know, um, a leader and, and they're on the limelight and they're all this. And, and we begin to look at ourselves if we're not a leader or if we're not someone that's in the limelight or somebody that's recognized. We belittle ourselves based on what God has given us to do. Now, of course, God didn't tell us to belittle ourselves but we belittle ourselves. But when I look and it talked about those men who were commissioned or put in a position or given the assignment to tend to the widows, they were full of the Holy Ghost. And not only were they full of the Holy Ghost, they took care of their assignment, but they still were getting people saved. How valuable is that, right? And so one particular person was Stephen. Stephen, it said several times in the Word of God in, in, in the 7th chapter and then also in the 8th chapter where he was full of the Holy Ghost, right? So much so that he really, really rubbed the Pharisees the wrong way. And they were out to get him like crazy. And so, uh, you know, and so it was so awesome because he was so full of the Holy Ghost. I mean, he began to minister the word and he gave the story from the time, from the time uh, uh, Moses had started all the way, all the way through the Bible. I mean, you could tell he was full of the Holy Ghost, but he was also full of the word. Right? Because sometimes we, you know, we, we go around and we, we want to be, um, you know, uh, be super spooky and, and all of these different things. But when you follow the word, you have that balance. And you know what else? When you follow the word, you won't be easily offended. Because when you follow the word, you, you'll know who you are. You know what belongs to you. You know that somebody can't take anything from you. You know, you know that, that whatever God has for you is for you. You know how to govern yourself. You know how to practice self-control. You know how to love. You know how to forgive. So therefore, you won't have offense. I'm going to leave that one alone. because I, I, Oh, Lord Jesus. The word says you will not take offense when you're full of the word. Psalms 119, listen, read that, listen to it. I listen to it almost every day. I'm like, oh, so why did you get offended the other day? You got the word full in you. You're not full of the word. And just as we need to be possessed by the Holy Ghost, we need to be possessed by the word of God. I know that's a hard word, I'm telling you, but if we can understand what it really means, 
and really allow it to soak in in our lives. And so, so Stephen, he, he was so fired up and so full of the Holy Ghost, he preached <laughs> and they got even more mad. They were vexed, they were gnashing their teeth, they were ready to come after him. And so, uh, but he was still so focused on the fullness of the Holy Ghost that even in the midst of him being, uh, um, being killed, stoned to death, because Stephen was stoned to death. And so right before he got stoned to death, he had a connection with the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't like he was running from it. He was still in the midst of the persecution but he was so tied into God and tied into the Holy Spirit. And so Acts 7, 51, he called them out even in his message, said, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised and hardened ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. So they resisted the Holy Ghost, resisted the move of the Spirit, resisted when there were things that they were used to doing and the Holy Spirit said, do it a different way. They resisted it. The Word of God says we need to be led by the Spirit of God. I think about in the beginning in the Word where it talks about Genesis 1. It says, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Guess what? This was before God sent. So if God is led by the Holy Spirit, how much more should we be led by the Holy Spirit? God himself, God in three persons, yeah, I understand it, but he bowed to the Holy Spirit. He allowed the Holy Spirit to go before him before he began to create and to make and to put things into order. Come on, that's the, that will preach all night long. You're dealing with chaos. You're dealing with something that's not lined up. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to go before you. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to move upon that situation. Hallelujah. You don't need your intellect. You don't need your information, your knowledge, what you research on the internet. You need the Holy Spirit to go before you. Because let me tell you something. I guarantee you there are things that you don't even know nothing about. You will have a clueless about what is going on. But when you yield to the Holy Ghost, he knows everything. Why? Because he is the Spirit of God. He is the essence of God. Hallelujah. He is one with the Father. So whenever you have situations going on in your life that's hard, that's tough, that's chaotic, that's crazy, that's not in order, allow the Spirit of God to move in your situation. When you are possessed with the Holy Spirit, you won't have no problems with that. You won't waste time talking to somebody else about the situation. You won't waste time worrying about it. You won't have sleepless nights, but you will just let the Holy Spirit move. I'm going to bed. Holy Spirit, take care of this situation. I yield. I, I get out of my intellect. I get out of my emotions. I get out of my will. I get out of even my imagination because you know it ain't always sanctified like we say. Yield. If God can yield to the Spirit, how much more should we yield to the Spirit? Charity mentioned about Ezekiel 37. How did the dry bones become life flesh upon them, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord went before him and set Ezekiel down in the valley of dry bones. You got something that's dry, that's dead, that's gone, that is, that is lifeless. You need the move of the Holy Spirit. He is the breath of God. Hallelujah. So you can say, how can these dry bones live again? You're talking about something boring. You're talking about something stale. You need the breath of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. He's concerned about everything that concerns us. So we need to start, stop compartmentalizing 
uh, uh, putting things into categories to say, okay, God, you really move in this. God, oh, you're not really concerned with this, but God is concerned about everything. So just as she ministered, pulling that daddy card, that daughter card, you can pull it because you know God is concerned about everything. Let me tell you, I mean, years ago, a lesson that God taught me. Years ago, this is when I, I used to have to shop at Goodwill. Glory to God. Thank you for deliverance. You work at your level best. Wherever you got to do, you work it, but don't you stay there. Right? It's for those who can't do no better. But when you can do better, do better. And make room for others. Amen? So I was shopping, yeah, at Goodwill, and I needed me a hair dryer for my hair. Back then, I was doing the hard rollers, rolling my hair up in the hard rollers, and uh, I had this little, small, little blow dryer, and the poor thing just burned out. I mean, if you used it for about 45 minutes, it would probably burn out too, right? So, literally, the night before I go to Goodwill, God gives me this dream about going into Goodwill and getting a blow dryer. A blow dryer. Why is he going to give me a dream about a blow dryer? Well, you best believe sister got up and went to Goodwill the next day. Test the spirit by the spirit. I sure did. And I found my blow dry. That was a simple lesson that God taught me years ago. That I care about everything that concerns you. Even a blow dryer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that means we need to heighten our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Because the things that we dismiss so quickly could very well be the Holy Spirit. The things that don't seem like it makes any sense, a blow dryer and goodwill. Don't go by your intellect. Go by the leading of the Spirit, and I promise you, He will never lead you astray. So Ezekiel, the, the dry bones, the Spirit of God was there. We learned the other night as our bishop was ministering to us about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Who led him? The Spirit of the Lord. Now, I know some of y'all are thinking, well, I don't want to be led into no wilderness. Lead me wherever you need to lead me. You want to know why? Because wherever he leads me, he's got me. And sometimes he may need to lead you into that valley of dry bones where you thought that it was over your head and you could not handle. But when the Spirit of God leads you, that means you yielding to his power, then that's when the supernatural kicks in. Glory to God. And so even when, G when Jesus was led in the wilderness by the Spirit to test him to see, okay, are you really who you say you are? Do you really love God? Are you really trusting me? And you can see he was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of the word. And let me tell you something. The enemy, the spirit of God will lead you places and he will, he's going to help you to see your identity, your authority, and your dominion. That's what happened with Jesus in the wilderness. It was confirmed in him. Hallelujah. He was a perfect example of how not to give way to the enemy. How tempting it was. 40 days, 40 nights, best believe I'll be ready to turn some bread, stones into bread. Right? Come on now, y'all, be real. But the enemy was not after the bread. He wasn't into looking at a thrill. He was in look, looking to see if he would release his authority. If he would allow the flesh to kick in. Come on now, how many times have we plunked that test? <laughs> right? 
guess what? It was probably the spirit of the Lord leading you to that situation. Make a note next time, pass the test, right? So, so when you look at those different accounts that the enemy presented himself to Jesus, he was dealing with his identity. If thou be the son of God, that's what he wanted. He wanted his identity. If I can convince you that you're not who you really think you are, like who you've really been studying about. Some of us have been in church all our lives. The enemy can still convince you that you're not who you really think you are, who you say you are. And so it was a prevailing word that came out of Jesus. That means it wasn't just a one-shot deal. It was a word that kept coming out of him, hallelujah, that defeated and put, it, put the enemy in check, right? So, but it was his, his, his identity, his authority and his dominion. Cause even in his, his authority, you know, he takes him up to this high pinnacle and he says, you know, if thou be the son of God, then, you know, throw yourself over, you know, and the angels will catch you. Right. And, and Jesus was like, no, I'm not going to tempt the Lord, my God. But it was really, he was trying to give up his authority and authority is this. It's not just who you over. Is who you're under. <laughs> the Syrian man, remember him? His soldier was sick, sick unto death. And he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, I need, I need you. I need you, I need you to come and see about my, my soldier. But he said this, he said, but nonetheless, at your word, because I am what? I am a man under authority. And so really, you know, so you already know the soldier was under him, right? So, so that's proof that he's a man over authority. But he also said, I am a man under authority. And so, you know, when you're dealing with this authority thing, it's not just you, um, you know, you, 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 you doing everything you need to do when you're over somebody else. It's when somebody is over you, you doing what you need to do. And what we do is we relinquish. The devil takes us to that pinnacle. And he presents to us. So pride comes in. Oh, I can do this better than them. Or somebody else needs to be in that position. They don't know what they're doing. They're not the right fit for the job. You, been, you begin to call into question authority. Now, you don't have nothing to say about it, nothing to do about it. What you say doesn't hold water. But yet, you're going to take time to spin and to talk and, and to spread little things about leadership. Look, this was not even a part of my message. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. And there are checks that he gives us. There have been times, I'm telling you, there was one time that I was on the mission field and I, and, and I was dealing with the situation uh, here at the church and I was allowing conversations to go on about a particular person. We weren't necessarily bashing the person, but we were just talking about how the situation was really not the best situation. But it just went on too long. And I didn't say anything. And the Holy Spirit convicted me so bad. And I was like, I got to make this thing right. So I pulled the ladies together. I said, look, I should have stopped y'all. I mean, it's okay for, you know, to, to say this is what's going on. Let's pray about it. But to talk about what well, this happened and this happened, this happened, this happened, that's a shame. And this happened, this happened, that, and you know, that don't make no sense. And, the, and we're getting a holy indignation, but at the same time, we're relinquishing our authority. Well, authority to put the enemy in check. Authority to say, look, I don't care what you think about it. I ain't getting in with getting in this conversation. We're not saying nothing else about it. At least I won't be in that conversation anymore. 
The enemy wants to take our authority. And then if he takes our authority, you can forget about the menu. Because how many know I'm going to dominate here in this earth realm? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not waiting until I get to heaven. Oh, no, 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 no. I got the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. And the Holy Ghost has dunamis power. The Holy Ghost has authoritative power. The Holy Ghost has dominion power. And if the Holy Ghost is on the inside of me and I'm possessed by the Holy Ghost, why can't I doggone and take dominion? Dominion over my body, glory to God. Dominion over my family situation. Dominion over my church, hallelujah. Dominion over sin, hallelujah. Dominion. Hallelujah, glory to your name, Father. So be, be, be on alert because it could be the Holy Spirit leading you to those situations and testing you to see if you'll yield to his spirit in this or will you get caught up in the chaos, in the mess, in the foolishness. Hallelujah. The leading of the Holy Spirit. Psalms 143.10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Hallelujah. Romans 8.14 says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God, or daughters, we know that. Galatians 5.18 says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So that says that when you are not led by the Spirit, you are under the law. The law in the letter kills. Read Romans 8, where it talks about the law and the things that, and what is the law? The law, we're talking about human law. We're talking about human rudiments and, uh, you know, uh, rituals and, and do's and don'ts that don't have nothing to do but the Spirit of God moving. Sure, we have order. Yeah, God does things in decency and order, but sometimes we go too far in because we just think that this is how things ought to be and it's really holding people in bondage. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. We had an opportunity where I had talked to some of um, leading ladies today uh, over um, talking about our book, and we're talking about how there's certain things that we may have learned or picked up that may have worked for then, but sometimes you have to let go of some of those things because it keeps you in that rudiment where you're really mindlessly doing things or just doing it because that's what you learned to do, but it's not really being led by the Spirit of God. If God put you in a, a reading plan, wonderful. But if he didn't, don't just do it just because your sister's doing it. Don't just do it because, oh, it seems good. No, you need to do it because you're led by the Spirit of God. There's nothing wrong with reading plans, but it's when the plan is reading you. And you're not really getting anything out of it. You just, you're checking your list off. Oh, I did my devotion for today. Did you? A few things that we receive from our apostle continuously yield to a fresh anointing. Minister Charity talked about doing something different. Spirit, soul, and body doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes when you begin to do something in the natural, when it seems like it, even domestic-wise, even, you know, just something simple as changing a room in your house or doing something, it kicks, it helps to propel you in a momentum of things. I mean, you know, when you start cleaning one area of your room, just like I got started, oh, Lord Jesus, I, I wasn't even planning on going through my daughter's room yesterday, and I got started, I was like, oh, then, then I went to this, and then I went to that, and went, before I knew it, I had cleaned three rooms, like deep clean, like go through and get little things that are, yeah, but it was a momentum. And that's the same thing. It's a spiritual principle that when you get going in certain areas, then it will propel you in other areas. 
So it's momentum. So continuously yield to a fresh anointing. So keeping things fresh, fresh at home, fresh in your marriage, fresh on your job. You are the one that is the change agent. Why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. And where the Holy Spirit is, ain't nothing dull. If something is mundane, stale, it's because there's no yielding that's happening. The Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that you've never done before. He will lead you to step out of your comfort zone. Amen? Follow, flow, and yield to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Connect to the unlimited source by yielding to the Holy Spirit day and night. Day and night. That's a part of who we are as Christians is learning that we don't just put on Christianity when we wake up in the morning doing our quiet time for 15 minutes. It's all day. I have a God consciousness. It's all day. I'm aware of my help. It's all day. I have access. I don't have to wait till Wednesday or Sunday or midweek service. I don't have to wait until my pastor come and lay hands on me. I have access. Glory to God. The word of God tells us that we have boldness, access, and confidence. The confidence is because we know he's on our side. We know what we got. We know what we got packing. Amen. Glory to God. So lastly, I want to leave you with this. The Holy Spirit, as we yield to the Holy Spirit, this is a, a scripture that just blessed me so much. He is a sealant. The Holy Spirit is a sealant. When you think of something that's sealed or a sealant, it, it, it is something that, you know, like if you think of something that's sealed as far as a document, it's a stamp that's affixed to a document as to attest to its authenticity. But also, it, is, um, it makes it irrevocable. So in that sense that it, it's authentic, but also when something is sealed with something, like an adhesive, it's sealed, that means it cannot be open. I mean, you can break it open, but if once it's broken open, you know that something, somebody's been in it, right? Like when you get a package and you see, okay, somebody opened this before I got to it, right? So, but the Holy Spirit is a sealant. He's a seal. In uh, Ephesians 1, it says this, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, in him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings gospel of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered to and relied on him, were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 That's something to shout about right there. We were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send you the promise. Hallelujah. That spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. The first fruit, the pledge and foretaste, the down payment on our heritage, an anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Now, this particular chapter is the same chapter where it talks about in Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we may know the hope of his calling and that we may know the riches of his inheritance in the saints, and that we may know the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. The calling, the inheritance, and the power. The calling, the inheritance, and the power. When we understand and know the calling of Jesus Christ, then we understand and know the calling of our lives. When we understand and know the inheritance of Jesus Christ, then we understand and know our inheritance. When we understand and know the power that is towards us who believe, then we are a force <laughs> to be reckoning with. Then we're positioning ourselves to operate and flow in dominion. Glory to God. So it's the calling, the inheritance, and the power. Glory to God. And uh, the message translation it says this, it's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation found yourselves home free. And some of y'all are going to have a flashback when I say this part. 
signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all keep a straight face. I know y'all know my son. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything that God has planned for us. A praising and glorious life. It is when we yield to the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, when we don't quench him when he, when he tells us to do certain things, things that we don't feel necessarily comfortable in doing, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, when we don't uh, vex him and, and grieve him, then we position ourselves to be signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit to be exactly who he called us to be, our calling, Hallelujah is signed, sealed, and delivered. Hallelujah, you won't be tripping when somebody else is flowing and operating in their calling. You won't be intimidated by somebody else because you know what God has for me. He's called me to do this, and I'm going to stay fixed in this vein because he has anointed me to do this. Amen. You will be signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, you're not being caught up in comparison games when somebody doesn't get with you, and when somebody don't say amen when you're preaching, when somebody don't stand up and cheer you on when you're preaching, you're going to be signed, sealed, and delivered in the Holy Ghost. You're not going to even worry about what the faces are of the people because you will know that when you have done what God has called you to do, he's going to kick in and do his job. Amen? That's when you yield to the Holy Spirit. That's when the Spirit of God goes before you and it doesn't look like it. It may not seem like something going on, but how many know that deep waters, hallelujah, still waters, run deep, hallelujah. You can look like you ain't nothing happening, but I know the Holy Spirit is turning on the inside, hallelujah. I know the Holy Spirit is moving in situations, glory to God, and it's just a matter of time for things to break loose. The calling of God and delivered. You got to rest in that, women of God. Hallelujah. You got to rest in it that God has called each and every one of us. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not in the five-fold ministry gift, but you called to the ministry of reconciliation. Come on now. How do you think they added to the church daily? It's because they recognized that they had a, 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 a ministry of reconciliation, that they had an encounter with God, that they had an encounter with Jesus, that they had an encounter with the Holy Ghost, and they were commissioned because of their encounter with the Holy Ghost. So you can tell people about Jesus. You can give people your testimony. Hallelujah. It may not seem as grand as sister so-and-so, but it's your testimony. Hallelujah. Then our inheritance. Hallelujah. When you allow the Holy Spirit to move before you, your inheritance will be signed, sealed, and delivered. That means you're not fretting if the money looking funny. Hallelujah. That means you don't care if so-and-so paid off their house. You know that yours is coming because it's a part of your inheritance. You can just get on in there and shout with them. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if somebody paid for somebody's car. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what favor whoever has. You got favor too because you're signed, sealed, and delivered. Because what? We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Remember I said that when Jesus calling his inheritance and his power was sealed by the Holy Ghost. That means ours was too. Why? Because we are joint heirs. Come on now. The word is liberating. The word of God is liberating. I thank God for the word of God. It lets me know truth when the enemy's trying to tell me otherwise. I can go to the word of God and I can be assured it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. God is not a man that he should lie. I'm going to wait on the Holy Ghost. I'm going to allow him to go for me. I'm not going to try to make my way. Come on now. Some of us are working two and three jobs because we've gone ahead of the Holy Ghost. Yield to the Holy Ghost. Yield to the Holy Ghost. It won't make sense because he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Hallelujah. He wants us to get to the point where we trust him, where we depend on him, where we rely on him, and that we don't lean to our own understanding. Hallelujah. 
to our inheritance. It is. Our inheritance is signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Ghost. That means it's ours. Hallelujah. It's ours right here. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Prosperity, healing, deliverance. It's ours. Good relationships, happiness, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. It's already signed, sealed, and delivered. Don't you settle for anything less. It belongs to you. Here on this earth, it belongs to you. A sound mind, that belongs to me. I don't care what's going on in this world. My inheritance is that he gave me power, love, and a sound mind. That's a part of my inheritance. And then the power that's towards us. Hallelujah. That dunamis power that authoritative power, that dominion power, it is signed, sealed, and delivered. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit. It's been delivered to you. Hallelujah. Now you need to open it up. Hallelujah. And take full, full benefits from it. Open it up and take full benefits from it. That means you don't back down from the enemy. You have power, dunamis power to break the power of the enemy off your back. The word of God says in Luke 10, 19, behold, I've given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. When you look in that particular scripture, there is dunamis power, there is authoritative power, and there is dominion power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So stop being whippy. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, thinking that you don't have any power. You have all the power that you need, hallelujah, to take dominion for whatever territory God has given you. If that territory happens to be in your marriage, you have power, hallelujah, to take dominion over the enemy. Glory to God. If it happens to be your children, you, you have power, you have authority, and you have dominion to take that over the enemy. Glory to God. If it's in your body, if it's in your body, if it's in your body, you have power to tell the enemy you need to get on your way because right here is the temple of the living God. Put him in his place. Authoritative power doesn't require effort. Authoritative power just says, I'm just walking in. You're going to obey me. Right? That's authoritative power. It's like, why am I going to spit, scream, roll all over the floor, cry, worry my head off when I have the authority over the enemy? I have authority over sickness. I have authority over anything that tries to come my way. I have authority. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, ladies. We must yield to the Holy Spirit like never before. Look, they can call me crazy. They can call me out of my mind. But look, if that's what it looks like with being possessed by the Holy Ghost, believe me, sister, that's what it's going to take in this day and time. Call it what you want to call it, but you will see results. You will see peace. You will see deliverance. Hallelujah. And after a while, you're going to be wanting what I got. Some of this crazy. You're going to be wanting some of this crazy after a while, right? Right? Hallelujah. I feel a militant spirit rising up in this place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We recognize what we got on the inside of us and we're raging war against the enemy. Not that we have to toil in our own strength, but we just have to walk and, and move forward in the authority that God has given us. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands and whatever the enemy has been hounding you about, I want you to put him in his place right now.
Don't give him another moment. Don't give him another day. Don't give him another ounce, another inch. You put him in his place. You don't have to wait for me to lay hands on you. Thank God for the power that I have on the inside of me. Yes, he has anointed me to break the yoke off of your back. But let me tell you something. There are things in your life that you have to take authority over. I can break the enemy off your back, but he can come right back door because you have not taken authority over him in that particular area. So I'm commanding you to step up into your rightful place and take authority as you yield to the Spirit of God. Authority is not in your own strength. It is by the sanction, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Come on. What has he been gnawing at you with? Come on, come on. What's been that thorn in your flesh? Come on, don't, don't use the excuse of what Paul had a thorn in his flesh. No, everything that God gives me in his word, I, I don't stand up in authority. I don't have to toil and, 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 and be vexed by this thing for the rest of my life. Take authority. Take authority. Take authority. The enemy has usurped your authority. And whatever area has been vexing you, come on, you take authority. You put him in his place. You get a made up mind that you ain't going to let him come this way again. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. Hallelujah. Sickness, you're going to have to go. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.